Thanks for joining me for another episode of I'd Rather Be Dead Than Dope Sick. I don't know exactly where I left off in the book. (laughs) I think it was kind of where I um, first shot up. Um, But I don't really feel like going through the book word for word and... Well, I haven't really been doing that anyway, but I'm just going to wing it and just say that once I started shooting up, my life quickly ended up in the gutter. Um, I don't know what, and I think I've probably even shared this before, but I don't know as soon as I started using the needle and me and Tommy too, it was just, well, another obsession, and we, man, that became our lives, and he wasn't able to keep a job, really, I mean, I don't know, sometimes he could, um, but, yeah, I lost mine, (laughs) it wasn't long before, um, and, uh, but I lost my job before I even fixed. I was just smoking, and, yeah, I, I was dope sick. I went to work dope sick, and, yeah, my boss could totally tell something was wrong. And, uh, he thought I was loaded, but I was actually dope sick, and he, yeah, he told me that he couldn't have me work anymore, and that was humiliating, and, um, my being a hairdresser was my identity, so when I didn't have that, I was just extremely depressed, and, um, yeah, and, and it was just amazing how, I had so many idols in my life. Like, I think hairdressing was an idol. I think drugs was an idol, definitely. And I think Tommy was an idol. And I... That's why now, if I were ever, ever... And this is a thing even with my husband. Like, I never wanted to be with a man who loved me more than God because I don't want to be anybody's idol and when because for one thing I'm (laughs) far from perfect and I will always you know fall or end up you know I'm not I'm gonna let I mean, not meaning to, but I will always let um, somebody down, you know, because I'm not perfect, but, you know, God forbid, I mean, it's not like I try to, but, um, but the thing was, I think that it's easy to put somebody up on a pedestal and then, um, yeah, it was crazy because when we were together and on drugs, like, we got along really well and 
even when we got clean, we kind of got along, but, um, but we weren't ever really 100% clean, but, um, if we weren't on methadone, we smoked weed or drank or, um, it just, yeah, I don't know, but once I got serious about the Lord and I started to really seek God and try and follow after Christ, my husband began to get jealous and of the time that I was, you know, he's like, you seem like you love God more than me. And I'm like, uh, yeah. (laughs) Um, and I think when people get clean together, like if they were using together and then they get clean together and one person ends up really moving forward, the other person is either going to move forward with you or they're going to go back. And so, yeah, I think that's what happened because, um, it was weird. It was like God became a threat to him. And, um, so, uh, and had he like fallen in love with Jesus the way I did, oh my gosh, like, we probably would have fallen more in love with each other, but instead we just like grew apart. And, um, yeah, um, but I don't know how I got to talking about that, but, <laughs> um, but yeah, once, um, Tommy and I were, uh, started to shoot up, we, it, after I got fired, um, Tommy became my god, um, and, like, I felt like I could not live without him, um, I thought he was my knight in shining armor, he rescued me, he saved me whenever I was dope sick, I, well, actually, I didn't have a connection yet. And so he would always be the one to get me well because I didn't have a connection. But once I got the connection, it was all, it was on then. Cause yeah, (laughs) oh gosh. (sighs) Um, Yeah, and it's weird with, I think I've shared this before, like with cocaine dealers or a dime a dozen, there's just a lot of cocaine dealers everywhere but with heroin it's like I always only had like a handful of them like or a few or even just one or two because it's always good to you know at least have a backup but um well on skid row there was a lot but but you can't afford to get burned I mean with crack or coke you know if you if somebody sells you something bunk, you know, you're, it's not like you're going to feel like you're dying while well, you might, but you know, you're, it's different than when you're, um, dope sick and somebody rips you off and then you have no more money and you have no dope and you're getting sicker by the minute and you have to go hustle up more money 
And yeah, so I always wanted to have one really good, trustworthy uh, heroin dealer and preferably a few. But I don't know. They're, they're not as many. Um, well, on Skid Row, there's more, but um, I wonder why that is. Um, I don't know, but, um, anyways, well, maybe because when they get busted, they're, like, going to prison for sure. No, I don't know. Well, it should be the same with cocaine, but I don't know. Um, anyways, uh, I'm reading a little bit here to see, uh, Oh, yeah, so, uh, getting fired, that really, really, really sucked, and then I think I shared here before that then Tommy went to the connection one day, and he had all of my client books, and in a bag in the back of his truck, and open bed, and they all got stolen, so I had no more client phone numbers, nothing, because I was actually, for a little while, I was able to go to their houses, or they would come over to my producer friends, and, um, I cut their hair, well, actually, no, I only did, like, one guy, and I went to a couple other people's houses, but, yeah, um, that really sucked, and my depression level just went, I mean, off the chart, I was like, oh my gosh, I would, it was just a bag full of, ugh, just a mess, always crying, so depressed, I could not, I could not go to bed without having like vodka well and now heroin and cocaine because I literally could not stand being sober like I could not I could not handle being sober I just couldn't I couldn't stand being in my own skin and uh, it just got worse and worse and and then being with Tommy I think he had his, you know, fear of being, fear of rejection or whatever, I don't know, and so he would never commit and call me his girlfriend, and so I didn't know where I stood with him, and, um, yeah, it was just crazy, um, I, uh, and this is crazy too because, when whenever we would get an argument now this is I'm being really real here uh, when we would get into an argument and I would feel I guess I don't know rejected or just I would be so upset and I literally would go and turn a trick to get back at him, even though I would never want him to know that I did that, 
but it was like my way of being I guess passive aggressive and like doing something behind his back um I didn't I I didn't feel like I was cheating on him because I hated turning tricks and it was just gross but um but but he definitely thought it was cheating but it was work but it was just but I knew he just couldn't stand it like when yeah I don't know but I um yeah I did that um to get back at him without him knowing and um it was just a really messed up man (sighs) and looking back I mean we're friends now and he he was like you know he he admitted like that he was just living in denial because like he knew a bunch of female friends that were heroin addicts and every one of them turned tricks you know at some point or another so um yeah it wasn't like he didn't know he just didn't want to know um I mean yeah there was even a couple times he dropped me off at a tricks and waited in the car and you know I just made up some BS story that I was gonna go up and get money or whatever and oh gosh um yeah, but I, I hated turning tricks and, but see, then after doing it for a while, that's what my identity became. Like, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a hooker. I'm just a dope fiend and a whore. And that is, does not make a person feel good about themselves <laughs> at all. Um... Yeah, I got to a place where, you know, before I did heroin, even when I was just smoking it, I could always look at somebody and go, oh my gosh, like, I could never be as bad as that, or, like, I would never do that, you know, I would never do this, I would never do that, and after doing, shooting up, just becoming a junkie that's like yeah um never say never it just went out the window I mean I could never say never again because I realized that given the right situation I as a human being am capable of doing anything and that is a scary thing and that's why I think that I've come to the conclusion that the human race is every human being you know the Bible says in Romans 3 23 for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God as well as um, that what is it, Jeremiah, well, um, oh my gosh, I'm having a brain fart, uh, 
the heart of man is wicked above all things and who can know it something like that I am I can't believe I don't I'm having a brain fart but yeah like we think we're good people (laughs) but seriously deep within we are capable and I know this you know I mean these days people are getting so bad I mean the world is getting so bad but but um if you put a person in the right situation who knows what they're capable of doing and that's what this showed me like when I was sicker than a dog judging other people went out the window like I I just I can't judge anybody for what you know they do because I'm like even if I think like I would never do this or that like even though I think I've pretty much done everything but um if I see somebody do something like way worse than I could ever imagine doing I just I can't judge them because I'm like given the right situation if a person's that desperate like who knows I can't say like I would never do that you know because those are so many things that I did when I was on dope that I had sworn I would never do that and um yeah it was a very humbling experience (laughs) it was not fun that God really I needed that though I totally needed it um yeah it's not a good place to be but you know hey at least when you're down that low the only place you can go after that is up (laughs) and I'll tell you being on skid row I used to say I would never go I would never turn tricks like work from the street be on the hostro I really thought I I could never work off on on the street Ah, that was another you know um, never say never because yeah working on Agatha that's like probably the one of the worst well that's what the one cop told me it's like one of the worst tracks you know everywhere anywhere I don't know about in you know Atlanta or well yeah at least they probably made more money than Agatha (laughs) But, but yeah it's very dangerous though because these tricks or serial killers they don't look at the the prostitutes as humans or people they're just a target man I mean when I was on Skid Row I remember having one girl that we knew that worked the track she some guy was uh, a serial killer um I think I might have shared this too but yeah he like disemboweled this one girl and 
threw her in the trash. And um, that was really scary because we were all scared. Um, he was a Mexican guy in a white truck and he actually picked up my friend, um, I won't say her name, but thankfully her boyfriend followed them and she was able to get away. Um, but yeah, that life, I do not, I do not miss that. But, um, anyways, I think the next time, um, I get on here, maybe I'll talk about Parker. I might as well say who it is. I don't know. Um, P. I don't I have not advertised this podcast. I've only told a few people about it because I think um, it's kind of ghetto. I mean, like, I'm not very professional. It's more like a journal to me, but, um, uh, yeah, I would, I don't know. I don't know that I want a lot of people listening, but, um, Yeah, again, I don't know as far as using real names, and I don't want to get sued. Um, so, I don't know. I mean, it's not like I'm saying anything bad about anybody or not saying the truth. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't want to, I mean, I want to protect people's identity, but, um, Anyways, I'm so tired. I'm going to take a shower and go to bed, I think. I'm going to take a shower. Um, I'm going to eat some blueberries and whipped cream and then go to sleep. (laughs) Have a great day, night, whenever you're listening to this, and God bless you, and I appreciate you, thank you for listening, and I'll be on here again soon.